You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Welcome to a bonus episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. Hey friends, I thought I was feeling better, but this morning woke up and looks like my cold is back again, so bear with me for this little intro, and also bear with me with my daughter being in the background, but it's real life, and we just keep doing what we need to do around here, so hey, last week I hosted a free workshop via Zoom for wedding photographers who are struggling to get enough bookings for this upcoming wedding season. I invited my friend Leslie Vega, who is a brand and web designer, to come on as a guest speaker. I shared about how photographers can organically attract potential clients to their website, particularly using SEO. Leslie shared how photographers can convert potential clients who have landed on their website into paying book clients. We want to make our presentations available to more people and therefore have decided to share it on the podcast. Out of respect for the privacy of the people who participated live, we will not be sharing the Q&A portion of the session. Before I press play on the session, I want to encourage you to tune in to the very end because Leslie and I have more in store for you to help you book more weddings in 2023. Alright, so, uh, not sure who knows me over here, but it doesn't matter, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Ida. I'm a wedding photographer. I'm based in Germany. I'm also the host of a podcast for wedding photographers. I am here because I love helping people. I'm always creating content in forms of my podcasts and my blogs. And since I realized, hey, bookings are going good for me this year again, I'm in business with my husband. What is working? What has been working? And it's the fact that we get our bookings organically, mostly through SEO and word of mouth. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to gatekeep this. I'm not going to keep it to myself. I want to share what I do. Uh, if it's going to help anybody here. And I got Leslie on board because we've been in touch with different little projects um, the mm -hmm. past year or so. And she is a web designer and a brand designer. She will introduce herself and she will talk, tell you what she's prepared for you today. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So as she said, I'm Leslie. I am, I've been a branding web designer, gosh, coming on like 15 years now. And it's been primarily to photographers so you guys are like my sweet spot and so from all these years of helping other photographers with their branding and their websites you know the ultimate goal with a website is to get more bookings you know to get seen to get exposure but there are certain tricks to what happens when they land on your website and whether that's going to turn into a client whether your website is what they call convertible where it converts where they're not just a visitor, they end up being a paying client. So I'm going to share some tips that I've learned over the years, including, you know, new things because marketing changes all the time. Uh, I'm going to share a couple of those little tidbits with you that you can maybe move the needle a little bit today. So awesome. Good. So SEO is something I know that a lot of photographers avoid because one thing, it just sounds like this massive thing to take on and it just seems dry and boring. And a lot of photographers love posting on Instagram, social media worked for ages, right? Uh, but it's not working how it used to. 
And one thing about it is like, for example, Instagram, you post something, it's not having this kind of evergreen effect, like it's lasting for a couple hours. Reels is something different. But when you have a good SEO strategy, the work that you put in now, it's going to yield, you know, the profits, like everything for years to come. And that's what's been working in my business. And that's something my husband did from the beginning. So I can never take initial credit for it, but he set it up so good. We obviously need to always keep working at it, but I just want to tell you it's something that's really has had our calendar booked out year to year. It's still working to this day and I want to get into it with you. So I just want to quickly say what SEO is, is nothing to do with Google ads. It's nothing that's paid. It's a long-term strategy. It's a holistic strategy that you take on to make sure that you're ranking on Google or other search engines, but let's say Google for this context that you're just coming up on top, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. And I want to break this up into two parts, two main parts where the first one is, hey, doing the internal groundwork on your website because you want to do the main work first build that foundation set it right before you start doing the other things and a part of this i have some notes over here so i have to look over so that i don't lose my way <laughs> is you need to determine what kind of keywords you want to be found for right so usually what's easier to give um in this context is knowing your local market. Of course, you can do it for other markets or other keywords, but it's easiest to explain and easiest to actually accomplish when you're focusing on, okay, you wanna be found as a wedding photographer in the market that you are wanting to photograph at. So let's take the example of like, if you're based in San Diego and you know, potential clients are searching for a wedding photographer in San Diego, they're going to Google San Diego wedding photographer. And you just want to be one of the first couple ones up there to be found. So you just have to think, okay, which keywords do I want to be found when my potential client is searching Google? So that's the starting point for you. And then um, it's also important to note that like, I know a lot of us, we have like this branding and it seems so dry, right? To just be like, oh, here's San Diego wedding photographer, but you don't have to stop there. You also have the chance to bring in like the niche that you are targeting or your brand voice into that. It's something a lot of people don't do or know about. So an example with the whole San Diego wedding photographer is like, for example, let's say you like to do beach weddings and the beach weddings that you want to do are just super casual. It's like barefoot. Then you can be like San Diego wedding photographer for beach wedding, like barefoot beach weddings, something like that. So you can still integrate that into your SEO strategy, but you just need to make sure, okay, the main words that you're just showing up for that because that's how search engines work, right? And let's go over to talking about, okay, that works for your website as a whole, for example. And then you also want to get people finding you through blog posts that you write. And these blog posts, you're writing in them in a way that like is the information that your potential clients are interested in. But <laughs> there's an art to writing blog posts, which was, I mean, it's been hard for a lot of us, let's say, who came out of like the school system, right? We wrote essays in a different way. And 
the structure of blog posts are just different when it comes to SEO optimizing them. So it's something that you learn, you get into it knowing, okay, how are you going to set your headers so that they're SEO optimized, the amount of keywords you put in there and all those things. But most importantly, it's about the topics that you're choosing to write about, right? So it's so important that you know, okay, who are you trying to attract? So if you're looking to attract like, you know, these really chilled out couples who are getting married on the beach in San Diego, what kind of blog posts, what are they looking for online? You know, maybe they're looking for, oh, uh, what kind of wedding dress can I wear on the beach? That's going to be awesome, you know? So in that sense, you just start putting content because Another thing is Google loves fresh content on your website. And that's how it's going to, even once you keep, you've got your ranking up to keep your ranking, you want to always start, but, you know, keep on putting out fresh content on your website. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but trust me, it all works. <laughs> and I'm going to talk a little bit about, I call it the technical boring side of SEO. So one th the things that you need to pay attention to is like the images on your website, you know, you can't upload like really heavy, big images. So there are things that you need to do in terms of like minimizing the size of images so that it doesn't affect the loading time of your website. Because if Google sees that people come onto your website, but the images are not loading or it's too slow and they bounce. So if your bounce rate is too high, your ranking goes down, right? So this is just boring things that you need to do um, to make sure that all everything plays in beautifully together. And um, just to give you a tip, you can use JPEG Mini. Uh, it's an app that you can use to just throw in all your images and make them smaller. And it's also important to note that like whatever your web design is, it's not only made for the web browser, but that is mobile friendly. This is something that Google is really, really paying attention to because a lot of people are searching on their phones these days. So if it's not optimized for being easy to navigate on the phone, uh, you're going to get penalized by Google for that. So it's one of those things that you need to really pay attention to. And you can have like plugins. Um, if you use WordPress, for example, there's Yoast and these plugins give you the tips of um, what you need to do on every page to get the green light uh, to make sure that that page is has all the SEO juice um, to make you rank well. So I know I'm talking a whole lot. If you have questions, note them down and I'm happy to answer. I just want to like point out the main things for you to think about. And I also want to point you over to a website called Neil Patel. Um, he's like an SEO guru. As soon as you put it in Google, you can learn so much. Like I learned so much from him and he goes in so much detail on all these points. So I also want to give him credit for the knowledge that's in my brain um, and send you to his direction so that you can get all like really more in-depth uh, SEO knowledge from him. I can put that link here in the chat. Yeah. So uh, Neil Patel, I can put it. And then I'll also like, when I email out the recording, it's gonna, I can also put the link there, but, oh, and what's graded, it's also, he has it translated, all his information in different languages. 
So oh, wow. um, if German is your language, you can read in German, Spanish and all that. So that's pretty awesome. So um, SEO technical stuff is something you have to get down in terms of understanding, oh, meta description, how you write out your titles. I don't want to bore you too much, but I want to make sure if you're new to SEO that you've heard these things and you can think about, okay, what's important, okay? So once you've done this really groundwork on your website, it's time to make sure you do some external work to bring traffic to your website, right? And one of the best ways to do this really, it's so underrated, it's getting backlinks to your website. And what does that mean? It means that someone else on another website is linking back to your website. And you want to get quality backlinks, which means you want a website that has higher authority in Google language, meaning they're bigger, more uh, established website. And when they link back to your website, that really gives you the SEO juice and pushes you higher. And I've experienced this plenty of times when my websites, I've made random websites throughout the years. Um, and for example, with one fresh website I had made, I got featured on a wedding blog and I went from page five on Google to page one on Google within a couple of days. Like that's the amount of push it can give you. So um, these days, you know, being featured on wedding blogs, it's not, um, a lot of people back in the day, let's say five, six years ago or something, you're featured. One of the big benefits was the fact that couples can discover you and they'll get in touch with you. Um, more and more I hear from people like they'll get featured, they expect like increase to come in, but it barely happens. Like I'm sure there are exceptions, but one of the huge benefits that's still existing to doing that is that you can get that backlink from wedding blogs. So it's so important once everything is settled that you just think, okay, how can I get links to my website? So you can even think about, oh, if you can do a guest blog somewhere, or if you can get on a vendor list, or even like after weddings, if you are the type of photographer who's sharing your images with different vendors, uh, that you really ask them. It's not just about getting a tag on social media, but getting that backlink from their website. So that's something like to really take seriously and it's going to help you out a lot. And when it comes to backlinks, another huge thing is once you write a blog post, sharing that blog post to Pinterest and putting your link on Pinterest, that's going to give you a lot of that SEO juice that we love so much. All right. And then I also want to tell you about some free Google tools that are available out there uh, that you can use. Uh, one of the hugest ones is Google Business Profile. So if you don't have this for your wedding photographer business, it's something that I want to give you homework to do tomorrow, today. Uh, set it up because that shows Google that you're super legit. And um, it's not something as simple as like, you just register for it and it's there. There's a little bit of a process where they're going to send you like a letter in the mail verifying your address. So that's something you can think about like with the whole address thing. But the thing is, if you have a Google business profile, pretty much when someone is, um, you know, searching for a local business, that's what it works for mostly. Like your business shows up on the right hand side, you know, with your opening times, with your link to your website, you can upload photos there. So it's a big you know, uh, they see a quick overview. 
and really pushes you up on the rankings. And it's something that I absolutely recommend having. Another tool that um, is useful is Google Analytics. So if you haven't set this up for your website, it's pretty much a tool to analyze what's happening on your website. So you can see the type of visitors that are coming to your website. You can see which pages they're landing on, how long they're staying. Are they new visitors? Are they repeat visitors? Which parts of the world, if it is, are they visiting for or looking even deeper into which cities? So for me, being based in Southern Germany, it's very interesting to go there and look, okay, where are my visitors coming from? Who's searching for wedding photographer? in the area that I'm living. And then I really see, okay, there are a lot of Swiss people. So from Switzerland and Zurich, I have a lot of visitors. The Austrians are looking here and stuff. And this is information that is super useful to know, okay, am I reaching the type of people or how can I even, you know, uh, change up maybe my copy or whatever marketing strategies. This is information that you can use. And um, it also takes a little bit of work to set up Google Analytics and, like I said, Neil Patel um, has like guides for all of this. So um, I really want to send you over there. And if you want to be super, super advanced, you can set up a Google search console. This is giving you even more information about your website. It's going to tell you stuff like what's working, what's not working, like if there are dead links. So if there are links, uh, so pages that are no longer existing and somewhere in your website you had linked to something, it's considered a dead link. So the more dead links you have and all this type of stuff, it's kind of giving, like taking off points from your rankings, you know? So you want to eliminate as much of like the mistakes and errors on your website. So this is a bit of an advanced thing that I can say, don't overwhelm yourself now with it, do the other stuff first. And once you kind of have gotten into the flow of doing this kind of thing, um, you can search up, uh, uh, you can set up your Google search console and get that done. <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot, it's more than I expected, but I have a few more other points that I wanna get across to you because I think it's gonna be super helpful. And it's about, okay, getting organic traffic, how else can we do it? It's about posting the content that we've made on other platforms, right? So um, as photographers, I know that we focus mostly on posting our images to Instagram and that's that. But if we're actually creating content, written content, informational content, we need to be creating also like carousels for Instagram. And the awesome thing is you can also repurpose these carousels that you create for TikTok because now TikTok has uh, gotten this feature and it's doing pretty well. So the thing is, make your content work for you to the fullest of its ability, like milk it as much as you can. And you're not paying for this, right? It's there, create them, post them and get people back onto your website, right? And when we talk about SEO, I also wanna mention that, you know, being searchable is not just for your website, but you can be searchable on Instagram and on TikTok, for example, right? So let me give you an example of Instagram in your bio. I know a lot of people just write like their name or, or like, let's say I'm Ida. So Ida Glovic Photography as the bio. But, you know, you're not utilizing the searchability abilities of Instagram. So if you're, you know, trying to be found in your local market, then again, I would, you know, I recommend that you use 
San Diego wedding photographer as that part, that SEO searchability part, also in your Instagram bio. Same thing goes for TikTok. You know, so you just want to be found and you can still uh, <laughs> have your branding do a lot of work, but uh, people need to find you. And that's my advice for you to close it off. Oh, I wanted to mention about, okay, you did all this work and you want to know, am I ranking well on Google, right? And it's important to note that if you are checking your ranking within your own Google account, it's not going to be an accurate result because Google learns from you and the like the search results that it's going to show you is based on what you search. So it's a bit biased and not accurate. So in order to know how you're ranking, uh, go into the incognito mode of your browser or ask someone else and then search for that keyword and see how you're showing up. It might not be as consistent, but uh, I just want to say word to caution that do not rely on just putting it into your own Google search while you're logged in, uh, because that's just not going to give you the accurate results. And okay, we're almost there to finish it off. I just don't want you to also underestimate. That's my kids in the back. Sorry. <laughs> They'll be their dad. Um, don't underestimate the power of sharing about your wedding photography business with the people around you, your family and your friends. And just talking about it is not like forcing people to say, oh, please refer me. But when people know you're a wedding photographer, you'll be amazed how many people actually refer people to your website. Like it happens all the time. And the example I want to give you is a very recent one where I just shot a wedding. It was a full day wedding. And I got this wedding because the person who referred me is my midwife. The, someone, the person who actually delivered my baby three years ago referred me to her friends and they booked me. So please do not underestimate the power of networking with others, networking with vendors. But honestly, it's not about using each other, but really creating relationships. And also with fellow photographers, you know, if you're really on this mindset of like community over competition, we have a referral group, for example, my husband and I, whenever we're booked out, we're happy to like send them over to the right photographer. And a lot of people get bookings this way. You know what I mean? So um, you don't need to just spend all your money on ads, even though ads can work. There's so many ways to get people to your website organically and I just want to encourage you and thanks for listening to all that rambling right now <laughs> I will give it away to Leslie yes so before I dive into what happens once they get to your website so Ida helped us get to the website yeah now what happens when they're on your website so if you have also if you have any questions regarding any of the stuff that Ida said feel free to put it in the chat um, exactly. we'll try to get those answered because we're doing a little Q&A at the end um, so I know you probably got questions in your head from that. Uh, and feel free to put questions as well for my stuff too, because we'll we'll answer at the end. Um, okay, so we've, they've, she's gotten you people to your website, right? Okay, so what happens when they get to your website? So let's, so we've gotten past the social, we've gotten past where we depend everything on Instagram, ads, any of that. Your, once they reach your website, that's a make or break moment. So first of all, I get this question a lot from photographers is why, why is my website so important if I'm getting a lot of bookings through Instagram, through Facebook, 
Facebook groups through word of mouth. The reason this is important is because it's almost just like Ida was saying, you can, you can lose points with Google. You lose points with prospects when there's nowhere to go for more information. Cause then they feel like, okay, so if this person hasn't put out the thought process into preparing themselves and giving me a legit place to go and book and get information, how are they going to handle my wedding? You know, like they're, they're obviously are not very detailed. So you want to have a, a, your website is kind of like your, your moment of respect, your moment of credibility. And so you want them to have somewhere to go. Right. So once they're on your website, I'm going to give you a couple of tips with your website. I want you to some of these things are things you could do today when you get off, go hop on your website, make sure you're doing these things, remove some of these things or add some of these things. So the first thing is um, some of the most the strongest websites out there right now, they're winning because of two main things. There's the, there's their copy. Copy is really people are starting to understand that copy moves the needle. And by copy, I mean, instead of being really fancy with it, what I mean is, are you speaking to your ideal client in the way that you would? So here's a little trick. Go back into your social media, which you spend most of your time on. How are you talking? What is your voice like sound on social media? And does that match your website? So like, for example, I'm very casual on Instagram, even in my posts, I'm very like, hey, inside look, I'm an open book, I'm very approachable. And then if someone were to hop on my website, and it was, for example, spoken in third person, it's like, whoa, she all of a sudden, she just kind of changed into a different, really uh, hoity-toity, and that's how we say it in the US, but like really upscale person who is not very approachable. So that's a big deal if it turns when they get to your website, it's a, that's a really big turnoff. They're like, okay, well, I don't know who I'm dealing with here. So let me move on to someone who's more clear and consistent. Uh, so that's an example of good copy. So um, think about your copy and then about, of course, your visual brand. People want to see that you've put the work into your consistency. So your Instagram feed, the consistency there is probably in your editing. I hope you've found a very consistent editing style because people are looking for that style that they want. Well, that needs to translate into your website as well, not only into your imagery, but your, your visual brand, you know? So that's something, that's a whole nother show. I can help you with that part. <laughs> but right now we're talking about the actual visual brand that they see on your website, whether you've worked on that before or not. Um, there's different ways to kind of DIY that yourself, like get consistent with your colors, get consistent with your fonts. If you're not absolutely in love with your logo, look into maybe getting a new logo, things like that. So, and of course, if you have questions on that, you can ask me that at the end, but visual brand is very important. Another thing to piggyback on the brand, think about how you can keep your site fresh, right? So if someone goes in and they see some of your older work, it's a little bit of a, disconnect because what if that kind of work is not the work you want to be doing right now this is going to repel the people you really want and it's going to bring in more of the people who want that old work which you're probably not really interested in doing anymore so that's something to think about uh in terms of imagery consider a new branding session for yourself maybe at every time every year or every other year uh just doing that is like a whole new refresh to your website and keeps it up to date without even going just from scratch and building a whole new website. So that's something to really think about. Another one, these are my points. So if you're taking notes, um, so first point was, you know, think about your copy, then it's your visual brand. 
Then we want to go into what are people seeing before they even have to scroll when they get to your website. So let's say you land on someone's website and all they see is this big, beautiful image of your work. Your favorite image is on the top, but there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to find out from that. And we have a very short attention span nowadays. So in that very short attention span, right? I think right now they're saying it's like you have eight seconds to catch them. So you want to have a very important statement up front where it says what you do, who you do it for. You know, so if you are, so let's go with the example that um, Ida, Ida shared with us about the very casual beach wedding couple, right? So you want to make your tagline very specific to that because you want to speak to them and say, hey, I'm a wedding photographer who loves photographing the most casual barefoot weddings, blah, 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 in so-and-so area, wherever you're located. Immediately they know, okay, I need to stick around on this website because this person is serving me directly. So don't be afraid to niche it down to that specific person because there's so much power in niching. And I know it's very scary because as photographers, we want to be the jack of all trades. We want to photograph families. We want to photo, but do we really want to? Are we just listing all those services because we want all the money, <laughs> you know, we want to see, okay, well, somebody will hire me. Honestly, there is more power in being niched because then you, you get so many referrals your way because someone knows you are the photographer that does the barefoot weddings. And so you're the expert in that. So that actually brings you more inquiries. Okay. So be specific with that opening statement and also give a call to action very quickly. Uh, you want to make it really easy. The less confusing you can make it on your website for someone to book you or to go to the next step, the better. So have a button right there before they even have to scroll that says book your wedding or book your console or even, you know, whatever is clear and instant, right? We can elaborate on everything else as they scroll, but if they're there and they've already fallen in love with you on Instagram, they don't need everything else. They just need that button. So give it to them immediately. So it's that statement and the button very instantly. Um, all right. Another one is, so I don't know if you've heard of the concept social proof. So you think that's like, oh, is that proof that I have social platforms? Not necessarily. What social proof means is that there are actually reviews throughout your website of real, real social people who have experience working with you. So I personally, when I'm going to someone's website, um, and I see other people talking about what it was like working with this person that automatically is like 10 points higher of like, oh, okay. So there's proof that you can serve me in a good way. You can serve me directly. You have done great customer service and you have delivered. So if you want to have that social proof, gather some reviews, just like the reviews we were talking about with Google reviews, find out put some, some key moments in your client journey where they're giving you reviews. Sometimes if you don't even know how to get reviews from them or you think it's too late, go back through your email correspondence. You know, maybe when they first got their gallery, that's a review right there. Like, oh my gosh, I'm dying, I'm crying, this is amazing. That's a review right there. Um, but you can also have like when you deliver, you want to ask for reviews in the moment where your client is most excited and enthusiastic about what they just got from you. So always make sure when you send their gallery, Put wherever, whatever platform you use, if it allows you to put some sort of request or some sort of field that they can fill in and submit, put in, hey, can you just fill out real quick, a real quick review right here, click the button. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. So, and then you've got that review. Um, something that I actually learned recently too is, which I'm actually going to change this myself, is I have my clients put reviews right when they receive their deliverables. And then I ask them to copy and paste it to Google. 
Well, the problem there is now Google has two of the very same review and Google doesn't like copy and paste. They like fresh, you know, genuine content. So make sure if you're going to send them somewhere, just have them go ahead and put it on Google. If you want to have both, make sure the one for your website is reworded a little bit. So that was a little SEO tidbit there for you because <laughs> we I don't want to really quickly. And yes. I just want to say, like, uh, from what I know, in order to get a Google review, you need to have this Google business profile set up. That's what's yes. going to allow you to do that. Otherwise, you can't get reviews. So. Right. Because you can get a, a direct URL to your business profile where they will put their review. So you could just link it from wherever you send your deliverables in that email, link them directly to your Google profile so they can set a review. Uh, so that's one thing. And then of course, that's gonna that gives more eyes onto you. So that's gonna bring you more clients as well because Google loves reviews as we know now. So um, also one of the things that I've noticed photographers doing on their websites is they're not, they're a little bit afraid of simplifying their packages, right? So again, this kind of taps into the jack of all trades. You know, when you want to explain like, here's this package and all the details for this, and here's this package, all the details for this. What you want to do is make it so simple. And this is why niching is so powerful because it allows you to simplify your packages. People, people walk away from confusion. So make it simple. So let's say you are that wedding photographer that loves barefoot beach weddings. Now that you've niched, when they go into your package page, it's so easy. It's, hey, do you want the sunset one or the sunrise one? Bam, pick one. So you've literally just made it very simple for them. And because it was simple, it psychologically makes it like, oh my gosh, okay, let's do it. Boom, where's the button? You know, when it's more elaborate and too much to take in, then they step back and who knows if they're going to come back. So that's something to think about is simplifying your packages on your website, however you write them, however you present them, as well as how niche they are. So that's something to really think about on your website. Also, I will give you, I have so many tips here. So let me jump into, okay. So when they are booking, one of the key things for getting more clients. So here's the thing you might think, it's ghost town, not getting any clients. I'm not getting any inquiries. What's probably really happening is you are getting people to your site, but you're not putting them into a system. So systemizing is so important. And I know that sometimes when people think systems, they're like, oh, what does that mean? Do I need to hire someone to help me organize my systems? Do I need to, it doesn't always mean you have to organize it. It means, let's say you use a certain uh, CRM, you know, a common one is Studio Ninja or something like that for photographers. Usually a platform like that will give you the ability to take your lead form from that platform and embed it onto your website. So instead of you just having this random contact form on your website, you have a form that's actually going to put them into a system that automatically gets them into the flow of getting booked. And so even if you're not at your desk, you know, they're going to fill out that form. You're going to get that lead. Hopefully that platform allows you to send something back automatically, whether you're at your desk or not. And this already has them in the flow and in the system. And they feel like, wow, I'm already being taken care of right here from the get-go. And that in itself is going to convert that client, right? So the people that don't really have systems like this, they're actually leaving money on the table, leaving clients on the table because they didn't get them into that system. So systems are a big deal. Um, it is one of the easiest strategies that you can put on your website if you just literally just embed your lead form 
onto your website. So that's another big converting factor on websites. Um, some of the, I was going to share a couple little SEO things, but I think Ida touched on several of these. So that was really good. Um, the blog post thing, I do want to touch on that is we hate blogging. I know. And here's one key thing that I do with my clients. So a lot of them will say, no, I just don't want to blog. I just don't want to do it. Okay. But if you really think about what blogging can do for your business, here's one easy way to maybe start blogging. And, and it's not intensive. It's not intensive writing. Basically what it is, is instead of sending people to a gallery for each wedding, how about when they click on that couple, they're not going to a gallery page. They're going to a blog post. Because you made that couple's gallery a blog post, now Google likes that gallery. Google would have never found that gallery had it not been in a blog post. And be really careful about what you write. If you don't want to write a whole blog post, which the more text, the better, honestly, just because Google loves it. But if you don't want to do that, make sure that in that little blurb of text that you put with all those images in that post, you do include some of the SEO keywords that we were talking about, like your location, who you serve, also what they might be searching for. So for example, I posted, I made this blog post about this beautiful beach wedding and she got her dress from here, which was a very great casual dress option for beaches. I just threw out all those keywords in one sentence. So you don't have to write a massive blog post. Just put them into a post instead of a gallery and you've already created a little bit more conversion and traffic there where people get interested on in your niche, okay? So... I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to overwhelm you. I think those were just a couple good points to make your site a little bit more converting um, and some hope just to give you some hope. Like, hey, it's not that they're not coming. It's that they don't know what to do when they get there. You know, so think about that. Go through these points. If you wrote them down, hop onto your website, see if you can change a couple of them real quick. Um, and then, yeah, so that's that's the meat that I had for you. Awesome. Leslie, thank you so much for joining me here. You've been the amazing co-host. Amazing. Thank you. Oh, of course. I love it. Anytime we can help photographers, I'm here. Yeah. Have a lovely rest of the day for you guys on the other side of the world. And yes. a very good night for those of us over here. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. I am so glad that you took the time to listen to this episode. There are so many gems in there. Now all you have to do is implement them. If you need further help, we are here for you. For one, Leslie's offering an extra 25% discount on her branding resources and downloads for photographers. For example, she has guides to help photographers DIY their branding and website. Just use the discount code BOOKEDOUT25 at checkout. This code is valid until February 9th, 2023. I, on the other hand, am offering a 50% discount on my one-to-one -one mentoring sessions for the month of February 2023. If you're looking to have tailored guidance in your business, I'm here for you. Head on over to my website, www.wedding-photography-podcast.com and visit the page Book More Weddings in 2023 for more information. I've also put all the links in the show notes. I hope that all this information and resources are going to help you book more weddings. I am over here cheering you on. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. 
for the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time. Bye.